More so, the Falcons' offensive line is banged up. The only strength that Carolina Panthers have is their defensive line. I think that might make it hard for the Falcons to run the ball. Therefore, you're putting the ball in Desmond Ritter's hands. He doesn't really take care of the football that well. Carolina was a sharp pick last week against the Saints on the road. That obviously did not come home. They nope. started turning the ball over late. They covered two weeks ago. That yeah. was another sharp pick. I'm just pick. telling you right now, give me the three points, and, and I do not Damn, have a good feeling bro. about the Falcons. Did you bet I don't it? have a good feeling about the Falcons. It is a divisional game on the road in December. I, Those I are just hard it. to win. Drew Butler, did you bet it? No, I did not. You chicken, I haven't been on the right side of the stick. Falcons you, all you, year you. long. But I went into last weekend thinking to myself, How do you have that level of conviction good. when you said it and then not go bet it? Because I'm a you-know-what. I mean, I'm not, I'm not afraid to tell you. I'm a punter. Oh, well, I had, I, mean, a whole bunch of, I had like three other words in my head before you went to punter. That <laughs> Probably yes, some that started uh, with a P as well. 100% accurate. Uh, welcome back to the Steakhouse. I'm a punter. Mark Zeno in for Steak Shapiro, the incomparable Steak Shapiro, alongside Drew Butler. 10 o'clock hour brought to you by the Man Cave Store. Up your Man Cave game this football season. Visit mancavestore.com, 404-726-0929. Um, d- let me ask you this, Drew, in the big picture. Is the last three games of this season window? Let's just, for argument's sake, say they run the table, and they end up. Oh gosh! And they end up Don't at do nine this and. To I'm, me. I'm, I'm, Don't do this to me. Well, but hold on a second. And they end up at nine and eight, and they miss the playoffs. Does it? Is it oh. just window dressing? Does it matter? Yes, it does matter because as a former player, these are the weeks where you literally fight for your job. Yeah, you're putting stuff on tape. Yep. For not only Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith that they are here next year. For not only Rich McKay when? and Arthur Blank, but for 31 other teams in the NFL. So you're absolutely right that it does matter these last three weeks. However, if I'm a fan of the Falcons and they do go 3-0 and and they miss the playoffs, you're stuck in no man's land for the draft. What do you do? What is next? Did Arthur Smith save his job? Is Terry Fontenot coming back? What's next? And that's what I want to ask the Falcons fans. What's next? Because the argument that I would make to Mark Zeno, who's sitting here saying, for a fact, Arthur Smith will be the head coach of the 2024 Atlanta Falcons. The argument I make is this. The fans aren't buying that. So what are you doing to get in the good graces of the people that support you and get into the stadium week after week after week? Because, Mark, they're done. They're done, man. They are done. I want to hear from Robert. And McDonough. Robert, are you done? <laughs> oh, I'm past done. <laughs> but uh, real, real quick question, fellas. Um, as the average Falcons fan, you know, we, we know who Coach Arthur Smith is. We know who Terry Fontenot is. We know who Arthur Blank is. But one guy that seems to be creeping behind the scenes is Rich McKay. Wow, Could you explain to me, because I'm like a yeoman, could you explain to me and the fans out there exactly what his job is and where does he fit in all of this mess? Um, and that's all I have to say, and I'll just hang up and listen to you guys. I mean, I Rich McKay is the CEO of the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. He's the chief executive officer. Right. So uh, it, it, you, could, you could argue, you know, team president, whatever title you want to give it. I mean, he certainly has his hand in football decisions and always has. But he is also probably the, the closest confidant to Arthur Blank uh, when it comes to football decisions and how things are made. And, um, he was Arthur Blank's first GM when Arthur bought the team. Mm-hmm. He was the GM of the Atlanta Falcons for four years. He also was on the competition committee for years. Yes. Um, a highly influential executive in the National Football League, Rich yeah. McKay. 
So um, his, you know, I, I can't 100% speak to with any veracity of how many decisions he gets in on. I don't think many of us can unless we're in the inner circle. Yeah, yeah. That said, I think it would be foolish to believe that he doesn't have input. I, I would, decisions. this is just a total guess, Robert. I would assume that Rich McKay and Arthur Blank are sitting on the same side of the table when they are talking to Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith. I yeah. think that's probably fair to guess. That's, a, that's an accurate way to phrase it, um, that they're on one side and the other guy's on the other. But uh, he, he's, the last caller said something interesting, which I found. He said, we know what Terry Fontenot is, we know what Arthur Smith is. Do you? I think so. What, then, then tell me what they are. Guys who have made poor personnel decisions and guys who cannot overcome those personnel decisions. So you're telling me, you're telling me Jesse Bates was a poor personnel no, decision? No, uh, dude, you're Jesse Bates Drake, is one of the Drake, best free agents. Drake London in the NFL. was a poor personnel decision. No, Drake London's a dude. Everything about Drake London screams. What dude. about Kyle Pitts at number four? Well, listen, I, I was the what loudest about Bijan at eight? And I Bijan's you, fine. Let me give you a lot of Bijan's credit. fine. Let me give you a ton of credit. You and I were on the radio in March. And when everybody was talking about Jalen Carter, you on this very radio station said the Falcons are going to select Bijan Robinson at eight, and they ended up doing that. Yeah, well, because uh, Bijan, again, you know, I, I had people texting me being mad about you know Bijan's use. Guys, the Falcons have been for the last three years, and this year will continue to be a running back by committee operation. Yeah, this should not surprise anybody. This is not new. They never were. Bijan was never drafted to be a lead back to get twenty five carries a game. That was never the intention. Here's what I'll say. The fact that Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith convinced Rich McKay and Arthur Blank that going into this season with Desmond Ritter as the quarterback literally puts their jobs on the line. I, I'm not going to argue that. That's, that's, that, that's I, no, the reality of and again, I'm not, the situation. I'm not saying their jobs aren't on the line. You're asking me whether he should be fired, whether he will get fired. And my answer is no and no. So, you know, uh, but that doesn't mean he's not going to go into the season on a very, very hot, hot seat. Tony in Atlanta. Tony, are you done? And Tony, are you going to go to the game on Sunday against the Colts? Uh, I'm extremely done. Um, I feel like Arthur Smith is the problem reason why, because the guy has never really had any success with quarterbacks. Even at Tennessee, Ryan Tannehill was the quarterback, and he never really did anything special with him. Really? Uh, also they went to the AFC Championship the game. They went to the AFC Championship game, but besides that, Ryan Tannehill is not really a good quarterback. Now, besides that, okay, you got B. John Robinson. I feel like B. John Robinson is a Christian McCaffrey-like back that we do not use. Christian McCaffrey had three touchdowns on Sunday. Uh, and, and completely B. different system. Cares. Completely different. You can't compare it. They run completely different well, systems. We, we keep making all these excuses for Arthur Smith, and we keep getting the same results. So if we keep looking at it that way, we're going to keep not going to the playoffs, and we're going to keep be picking inside the top ten. So it's up to you guys. We have to demand a change, and if we don't, we're going to continue to get the same results. Well, let's see. I'm going to let you guys go from there. Thank you. Um, let's see. In 2019, that was the year that um, Mariota got benched in favor of Tannehill. Tannehill came in and went 7-3, and three, completed 70% of his passes. But what did Derrick uh, Henry do? Derrick Henry went nuts. Led, led the league in yards per attempt uh, and yards per catch, yards per reception, um, and had 117 quarterback rating, which led the NFL. Okay. But, you know, never did anything. Oh, wait, so now that's because of the coach. No, 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 no. Because you're telling me. If you're going to sit here and tell me what Arthur Smith is and what he isn't. You're moving the goalposts, you know. Come on, The caller just said he never developed a quarterback. I'm sorry, yes, he did. Because if I look and show you what Ryan Tannehill did in Miami, stunk. Come on, dude. What? 
Come on, dude. What? You cannot have it both ways. What What am I trying to have both ways? You're telling me on social media last night that it's not Arthur Smith's fault because he didn't throw the football. But when Ryan Tannehill has a great year coming in for Marcus Mariota and Derrick Henry turns into an absolute unstoppable beast, that that's all because of Arthur Smith? No, no, no. no. But, but hold on. Are, Dev, you talking, I, are you talking about... Uh, we're talking about different things in this scenario because you're at, d- developing a quarterback, okay? If you want to say he hasn't developed Desmond Ritter, that is a fair argument, right? But there's also – Ryan Tannehill was a first-round pick. Yes. Okay? So yes. there's a much different talent gap. And he, Ryan Tannehill went to a Power 5 school. You rolled the dice on a non-Power 5 guy, okay, who never played against legitimate defenses and, you know, decided to take a third-round flyer on him. Again, And then trusted him to run the show. Which I think is where the blame lies. And I'm not. I know you're not. I'm not, not arguing you. I know you're not. I'm saying, is it a fire? You're asking the same thing where you're asking me if that's a fireable offense. And I'm telling you right now, it's not. Devin in Kansas City. Who's, who's the blame, Devin? Man, listen. You know one thing that's crazy about the Falcons and the way they lose? They actually have made me a grievance dental on this. Um, for all the turnover mistakes and everything that he's done, you cannot argue. And when he took the snap against the Saints last year, and now as a passer, he has developed. He just can't get out of his way. Yeah, you're right. I think, yeah. I think Ritter, he needs to thank Ritter because he can go to Arthur Blank now and say, listen, we've got three or four games where we lost games just because of Ritter alone, just because of the turnover. So when it comes to the draft, you can, unless we're moving all the way up to Taylor Williams, I don't think Arthur, I mean, uh, Arthur Smith is just wagon for another rookie. I guarantee this offseason, we're looking at vets, whether that's Kirk or whoever else is coming up for a contract extension. Don't get me wrong. He's on the hot seat next year. Yeah. But he'll be back next year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, I mean, it, 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 I hate to see it because I, I know how much he rolled for Desmond and wanted Desmond to take that, that next step. But it is what it is. You want to say your job to Desmond? I, I, look, By the I, way, I, you I know can what, appreciate you know Arthur what I Smith. Well, well, first off, I can appreciate Devin calling in from a construction site. There so you go. Thank you, Devin, yeah. for listening. and and being a great caller, but I I can appreciate Arthur Smith's loyalty to Desmond Ritter. I really can. Loyalty is conditional. But what Dennis Green said years ago when the Cardinals lost to the Bears on Monday Night Football, they are who Who we we thought they they were. were. We know now that Desmond Ritter is who we think he is. He cannot get out of his own way. By the way, isn't it fun when callers and people on social media have to caveat everything with, it's actually making me agree with Zeno. I wear that as a badge of honor. <laughs> like everybody has to caveat the fact or, you know, that something that I said was somewhat intelligent and worthwhile. Well, guess what? Over the <laughs> Even weekend, a blind squirrel finds a nut? <laughs> over the weekend, we watched a lot of sports. We learned a lot of things. Steak's not here, but coming up next, Mark Zeno and I are going to tell you things we learned. So tune right back in. Mark Zeno, Drew Butler on the Steakhouse Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Now more of the Steakhouse on Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Welcome back to the Steakhouse. Mark Zeno in for Steak Shapiro. Alongside Drew Butler, this hour brought to you by the Man Cave Store. Up your Man Cave game this football season. Visit mancavestore.com. Um, we have three strikes coming up here on the final segment of the show. Um, 
do you want Arthur Smith fired? Do you want Terry Smith? <laughs> do you want Terry Fontenot fired? Do you want a new owner? Yeah, those are your three strikes questions. No, I kid. I kid. Um, but, Drew, again, and I, we're, we're taking calls here, 404-726-0929. we got to get the things I learned here coming up in a second. I, I just, you know, um, I'm curious to know, and, and I would say this much, and I, I will even, you know, give a nod here to uh, the, the aforementioned Steak Shapiro, whose namesake is on this show. You know, and he simply, we were texting back and forth last night, he simply said, look, it's not decided yet that he's going to have a job here yeah, next year. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and I, to, to an extent, I think that's fair. I, I don't think it's going to, I don't think the last three games are going to be so abhorrent that all of a sudden, you know. The guys are going to play. Yeah, they're, they're not, they're not going to roll These over These are professional right. football players. And especially since they're mathematically still alive for the of playoffs. Course. I mean, there's, there's no reason to believe that, that, they, that they won't play. Um, that said, you know, it would have to be three ugly, ugly, ugly losses. And yesterday was ugly, ugly, ugly. Yeah. Uh, I want to grab one more call here. 404-726-0929. Keaton's in Rockmart. Keaton, you're on the Steakhouse. Hey, how y'all doing today? What's up, Keaton? Uh, so I, I'd like to look back a little bit. We did things a little out of order. I think that a bit of the problem has to do with hiring Terry Fontenot after we hired our head coach. It's kind of a little weird for an organization to do that. And uh, <clears throat> honestly, man, I, I'm I'm ready for Arthur Smith to go. I've been ready for Why? that for, for for several weeks now. Why? I mean, people called him an offensive guru, and I was ready for it, and I just haven't seen it. I've seen bad play call after bla- bad play call Give me after an example. bad play call. Give me an example. Uh, inside zone run, third and seven with Dijon Robinson, having Dijon Robinson block for Cordero Patterson. Uh, I mean, I, I give them a little bit of slack because of the weather yesterday, but I mean that's football. You gotta you gotta have a game plan for that, and they didn't. Okay, I mean, I, again, thanks for the call, Keaton. You that, got Mark Zeno spinning right now. No, you gave him those two. It's not a, very it's very not, precise play calls that you did not. Well, agree I'm trying with. to think of in the game when it, when he was referencing is what my head is spinning on, uh, in particular. Um, I, guys, you can't get. To 400 yards of offense, but what does that over matter, half? dude? Because it, it, it you tell, keep it bringing tells, up yards of offense because it tells the you the o- it tells you the offense football works. Games. The red zone is on the coach, dude. I I'm don't not care. Say they just the lost to a team works. that was one in twelve, and they didn't give up a touchdown. Okay. I don't care how many yards of offense they had. You don't. You don't have to care. I'm not telling. What I'm telling you is. That if you're if you're grading the offense and evaluating dude, it fairly, dude, I don't know what, why you would grade the offense. When I was playing for the Arizona Cardinals, Bruce Arians, who was by all accounts tabbed an offensive genius, guru. a quarterback guru, guru, he always used to get asked about time of possession, and he would say that's the most overrated statistic in football. I don't care about time of possession. I don't care about yards on offense. I care about, about points, points on the scoreboard. That's what he sure. would say. Sure. Put the ball but, in the end zone. But, That's how you win games can I, in the NFL. You can't score without moving the ball of course. without gaining yards. But so the Falcons are doing that. Okay, so there's a red zone issue, which, again, I agree is on the coach. Arthur's got to figure that out and get it solved very quickly. However, the idea that they're putting themselves in position to score points means to a certain extent that the offense has done some things. Fax Reynolds on Twitter tweets in. He says, if Dez doesn't throw that interception, Falcons kick a field goal. The defense still allowed the Panthers to get in position to score a touchdown. Bijan had a horrible fumble. This is a team loss. We need to focus the shift to coaching, not Dez. 
I, now look, I'll be the first to tell you, Desmond <laughs> Ritter is taking a ton of the blame. You should. Because he continues to turn the ball over. Should. No respect for the He could have underhanded that ball, flipped it out of bounds, and the outcome of, of the game, I believe, is dramatically different. I believe we're having a completely different conversation today. Did if you, all he did was flip the ball out of bounds. Did you learn anything yesterday? Well, yeah, I learned a lot of things yesterday. Let's do things that way. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. It's Monday, and it's time for Things I've Learned. A look back at the weekend on The Steakhouse. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. What a long weekend. It is time for Things i Learned. I don't know if that's good or not. Learned. That's much better. How about Booger McFarlane? Watching the bowl game action over the weekend in studio at ESPN. Booger obviously played football for a very long time. That game Saturday night was a total slop fest. He says there's some advantages of playing in the rain. There is one upside to this. As a defensive lineman, when you're soaking wet yeah. and it's raining, and you got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> you, hey, I'm just, I wasn't expecting no, So listen, hey. you have to find some good in this. <laughs> So normally, normally, normally we have to go back in the locker room. Yeah, but yeah. since everything is wet, yeah. you just get to go. You just, I mean, you just, you just let it flow. Just let it flow. Okay. I would imagine the stench is pretty uh, ripe, Mark Zeno. Now, Mark, you're a military guy, yeah. Colonel, right? Yeah. Do you ever have some of those situations where things were a little bit wet and you just had to make a play? Uh, not. <laughs> yes, but I mean, like you know, so there would be times where, like during training exercise, you'd be laying like on the on the wet ground and everything else in the field. Just and all kind of you couldn't you couldn't really get up, as you know. One. So you just kind of contort your body and move it a little bit to just let it go right next to you, and you just no harm, no foul. Lay right there next to it, and just because you couldn't get up because you had to keep you had guard watch, you had to watch your sector. No harm, no foul. Yeah, um, I've also made a hole in the desert, but that's for a different reason. Another thing that I learned, the lottery scratch-off titled Set for Life took a very literal meaning. As an airport worker, Mark Zeno won $20 million off a scratcher that he purchased during his lunch break. A man working at an airport in California bought a $30 scratcher during his lunch break earlier, and it paid off. When we go to Hartsfield-Jackson on Friday, I might buy a scratch-off. Did they sell them at the airport? Dollar ticket paid twenty million dollars. Do you think he immediately quit his job, or do you think he uh, took a little time to process that life-changing purchase? I'd, I'd at least wait till the money hits the bank before I'd quit. You know, just uh, it's kind of like that whole gambling at it. Just wait till the clock hits zero before you start counting your money. <laughs> Unbelievable, unbelievable. That's awesome. Good for him. Never happened to me, but good for him. Like, would you quit? You hit lotto? You quitting? You just you putting your it feet depends. up and calling and relax? It depends. I got a good story about this. Are you so still coming you still coming to the steakhouse on Mondays? In 2012, my rookie year in Pittsburgh, the Powerball was up to $550 million. So in our little corner of the locker room, I said, hey, everybody pitching some cash. I'm going to go to the gas station tonight. I'm going to buy a bunch of tickets. I hit four numbers on one line. Wow. I hit one number and the Powerball on another line. This was the early days of social media. I took a picture of it, and I said, hey, I I want $100, $107, but I had all five numbers and the Powerball on a ticket. I tweeted it out. The next day at practice, the entire media gaggle was at my locker asking me that exact question. If you would have hit it, 
would you still play football? And I said, hey, I've got my dream job. Of course I'd still play. Lying to their faces because it was for $550 million. <laughs> but that is a true story. See, that's something else I learned. That is something else that you learned. How about Chris Rose? Chris Rose was the on the— The guy? No, Chris Rose is the play-by-play guy on NFL oh, okay, Network over the weekend. One of the all-time, all-time announcer jinxes. Talking about how the Minnesota Vikings defense has not allowed a touchdown in such a long period of time. 28 straight drives. The next play. Yep. A yep. touchdown thrown by Jake Browning and the Cincinnati Bengals. So, announcer jinx is for real. There's no, no question not. about that, especially Stop as it. it pertains to special teams and field goals in particular. Yeah, well, let's, don't, don't even get me started. We were having a good morning until you had to bring up kickers. <laughs> okay, I don't, I don't, you, don't, you don't want that smoke. I, I, I'll just put it this way. There are some terrorists I'd save before kickers. <laughs> That's a little bit egregious. No, it's actually How fine. dare you, Mark? No, they're, they're in the same category for me. It's like Taliban, Hamas, and a kicker. <laughs> Not okay. Anyway. Not okay at all. Those are things I learned. All right. 404-726-0929. Again, we've got three strikes coming up here. We'll have to uh, start to formulate these questions here, Drew. Absolutely. Uh, we'll get do. those questions formulated for sure. All okay. right. So go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So back to the Falcons here. Um, because this is the other question for everybody who wants the coach fired. What's your, what's your plan for after you fire him? And how can you fire the coach without firing the GM? Because the GM had much to do with Desmond Ritter as the coach does. So if, if we're going to hang that decision based off of one thing that they chose Desmond Ritter, which I guarantee you, in, in retrospect, if you gave them some truth serum in private room, asked them, if you can go back and do it over again, would you have addressed the quarterback situation differently in the offseason? They would say yes, of, of course. course they would. That doesn't make that makes him human. Of that makes course. him smart. Hey, we rolled the dice, we missed. Took a shot, we missed. It happens. You know? I mean, ask the prom queen out. She might say yes, she might say no. You might swing and miss. I mean, it just it is what it is. So, um, but I, I would love to know what people's solution is. Who are you getting? At the quarterback position? At, no, no, at the head coach and, and the GM. Who are you hiring? But dude, that's a hypothetical question. But, but you don't know is, who's going to be available. Is, listen, you don't know what if you fire catch another fire coach and fire a GM. You are becoming the Cleveland Browns for 20 years. Dude, you can make the argument that they're already there. No, you, you can can't. make the argument no, that you they're can't. already there. They were, they have were you been listening? bad. Have you been listening to the callers that are calling uh, in? Well, those people are emotional, and they are— Because they're invested in this team. Okay, well, I don't get and paid to be no emotional. And no return on this investment I get, I get paid to be objective. I'm the guy who told you last Thursday they were going to lose the game on Sunday. Yeah, they're good for you. You're smart. You just didn't admit it. No, I did not. Wish you would have called me I'm and told scared. me that. Yeah, I know. You know, they would have been necessarily could have texted me and said, hey, Zeno, I got a tip for you. Um, but the, the point is, again— Upsetting the apple cart and turning everything over again is going to create more problems. You have to fix the quarterback. Let me ask you a question. Does D'Amico Ryan strike you as a coach that's a builder? Like, all of a sudden, he's the, he, he, D'Amico Ryan's job is a thousand times easier because C.J. Stroud yeah, is a good quarterback. Stroud fell into their lap. It's, it's, that's, you know, they, they drafted him. They were smart. I mean, if C.J. Stroud was in Carolina right now, and Bryce Young was in Houston. What do those teams I look mean, like? Of course, dude. So again, before if you want to throw the baby out with candy the bathwater, nuts every day would be Christmas. Yeah, yeah. I have a different phrase. I'll say it in the <laughs> commercial break. Rob and uh, Thomaston, do you agree with Mark Zeno? No, I think the real problem with the Falcons is really simple. They have no expectation to win. I listen to you guys all the time, and throughout 
before this weekend's last game, not one of you expected the Falcons to win. Not, not a single one of you expected them to win. I did. They don't have an expectation to win. So how are they going to win? They don't have an expectation to win. And I blame that on coaching, but the bottom line is this. If you have an organization that has no expectations. Who is the they in that sense? Over, who is the they? Huh? Who is the they when you say they have no expectation to win? Who's the they? I'm talking about the Falcons, that team, that coaching You're telling staff, me that the players and the players. coaching staff have no expectation to win a football game? None. Okay, we're done, we're done with this call. We're done. Sorry, we're done. <laughs> Can you please set the record straight as a former player? Yeah, you expect to win the Thank game you. that you play. Okay. Thank you. I, 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 I'll let you say it. I appreciate you calling in, Rob, but they definitely expect to win, Thank especially you. when you're going against the 1-12 Panthers. Thank you. Okay, now that we're done with that. Three strikes when we get back after break. Mark and I are going to put our heads together and come up with some great questions, so get on into the <laughs> phone lines, 404-726-0929. It's Monday. It's the Steakhouse. It's Mark Zeno, Drew Butler. It's Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Pasta, yeah, too. I'm gonna lie. Yeah. A lot of pasta, you know, but it's it's just not. It's ridiculous. Just open your belt loop and just. We got anybody else on the line? No. Hey, what did you oh. think about. Um, we got Brian in Atlanta? Or is that LeBron? LeBron, LeBron what's up? James? Yeah, what's up, fellas? Hey, How LeBron, right? what's the Falcons' <laughs> record going to be the final three games? I oh, mean, one, two, if not 0 oh, and 3. LeBron, have you done any physical Christmas shopping out online? No, man. We passing out cash and getting rid of all that, man. Just make it a quick dash. Smart. You know? There you Smart. go. Hey, give See, it, hand out the cash. Some, hey, add some lot cash of is king. There, there you go. Too. What's your last day of the work year? Oh, man. I'm heading to Jamaica right now, my boy. I love y'all. Y'all doing a great job. Cheers, Put up in the go sit over in the beach. Merry with Christmas. With my truck soul. <laughs> hey, have a cocktail for us. There you go. With a little umbrella in it if you're heading to Jamaica. Beautiful Zeno, stuff. what a Monday. I have a feeling that Falcons fans are not going to get out of their emotions all week long. Um, probably not. But, you know, I'm different in that sense. I don't get emotionally tied to anything. When we get back, we're going to hand it over to Randy and Andy. It's been a fun one. It's been a little emotional for us right here. It's Mark Zeno. I'm Drew Butler. The Steakhouse Sports Radio, 99 The Game.